welcome welcome to my final project final assignment for mr g's ap literature class period three my name is christopher bringus and this is one of the last assignments that i'm ever gonna have to do in high school kind of crazy to think about but that strays away from the, the topic at hand just kidding not really but I'll try to get straight into it. I'll try to be as straightforward as I can because when I start talking about other details, it really takes away from the story. It adds a different sort of environment, but from the main plot itself, it really distracts me. So I'll get straight into it. For this final, I chose the very first prompt. I'll read it out. Inspired by 2008 Form B, in some works of literature, childhood and adolescence are portrayed as times graced by innocence and a sense of wonder. In other works, they are depicted as times of tribulation and terror. Focusing on the last six years of your life, explain how your childhood or adolescence shapes the meaning of your personal experience as a whole. Alright, so Mr. G, please do not dock points for me for straying away from the prompt because I am going to be going way past the last six years of my life. So please bear with me with that. But I'll begin with my intro. I'll kind of read, it'll kind of be a restatement of the prompt itself, but you'll see later. I'll say, in some works of literature, childhood and adolescence are portrayed as times graced by innocence and a sense of wonder. In Christopher Bringus's autobiography, The Life of Chris, let's say that's my book, the protagonist, Christopher Bringus, experienced most of his childhood with times of tribulation and terror. Learning valuable lessons along the way, one of them being that struggle is never anticipated. All right, with that, I'll start the bulk of the essay. So I'll talk about my story and it goes like this. I'll try to be as straightforward as necessary. So if you have any other questions about details about this time period of my life, if you wanna know that, I could tell you if you want, but maybe I'll be graduated by then, so I don't know. It goes like this. Around the summer after my second grade year finished, so I'm technically a third grader by this time, my dad comes home at around in the afternoon, and my family's already home with him, and he just tells us that we're going to move, and at the time... I really don't know why no one really said anything to me because I was like seven years old, not very intelligent at this stage of my life. And he says, he just tells us that we're going to move. And I was like, okay. Very unexpected and very hurtful for me, honestly, because I felt like I was going to live in that the house for the rest of my life. You know, that's like my childhood home. Very nice house next to every school in the area it was around Terra Nova if you know the area so yeah it was um right down the street from my elementary school such a good location such a nice house I just felt like I was going to be there forever but basically he says pack your things we're moving and I remember that same day we're all packing our things we probably moved the day after two days after 
and we end up moving to the house that my grandparent, my grandpa built in Tijuana, Mexico. So we end up moving there. It's a one-story house, and there's already three people living there in a house that only has five rooms. Four, no, four rooms. There was already three people living there, and now you gotta add plus six from my family. It's me, my three older sisters, and my parents. So that doesn't sound too fun, does it? That strays away from the point. Let, let me keep staying on my bulk of the essay. So basically, the struggle comes in many forms, actually. One, the main fact is that I live in TJ now. I'll just refer to it as TJ, you know what I mean, Tijuana. And two, in that house, I'm sharing a room with three other people, all three of my sisters, in a very small, compact room. And obviously, luckily I wasn't too big back then, I'm seven years old, probably like four feet tall. So I didn't actually need a whole mattress to sleep on. And so I slept on some foldable orphan bed that was already at the house. All I needed was a blanket and a pillow and I was sleeping like a baby every night. So, but the fact is the room is in the middle. The room that I lived in with my sisters is right in the middle between two other rooms. So the insulation in that room is horrible. In the summer, it gets extremely hot and muggy and gross. But in the winter, you get no heat whatsoever, despite there being three other people. So that's one struggle. Um, But another struggle is that my parents wanted me and my sisters to have to keep living a good life and attend good schools so rather than just switching schools and attending school in Mexico which would be much more convenient we would cross wake up every day at around 2 or 3 a.m and cross the border to come to school here back in the United States and oh my god was that not was that horrible that's the slightest way I could put it. Um, I would catch up on sleep in the car during the cost of the border. The reason why we woke up so early is because border lines could be up to five hours long because there's a lot of people that live in TJ that come to work and go to school just like me. That's actually the busiest border in the entire world. So you can imagine how many other people had to experience the same thing. But this is just my telling of my experience. I'm not saying that I'm any different. Um, So with me being seven years old at this time, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to, it's a big toll to take on a small body like mine. But in a way, my small body gave me lots of advantages during that time. Another issue is that we only had one car and it was my dad's car so every morning it would be getting everyone six people crammed in a Dodge Durango which is a decently big car but at the same time obviously you wish you would have more room but that's where my size comes into play since I was that small it was much easier for me to find comfortable positions to sleep in the car so that was something that made it a little bit easier actually no a lot easier but because we only had one car, there'd be lots of 
it would require lots of schedule planning and deciding what times a day my dad would get the car, what times a day my mom would get the car. Because here's another thing. After we crossed the border, my two oldest sisters went to the same school. And my youngest sister, the one in the middle, would go to Bonita Middle and I would be in elementary school. So it was a lot of driving. Let me put that in more specific terms. So we crossed the border. My two oldest sisters have to be dropped off at Olympian High School at 7 a.m., maybe 6 a.m. sometimes to save time. My The other sister would have to be dropped off at Bonita Middle for at 7 a.m. too. It was a big rush to drive across the city. And then luckily for me, elementary school didn't start until like 8.45 or 9. And by that time, it was just me and my mom. So we had time to relax after the panic of trying to make, dropping my sisters off on time. Because it also depended on the border times. If the border was really long, it would be a hassle, like speed racer, fast and furious kind of thing to make sure that my sisters would make it to school on time. But for me, I almost never had that problem. Maybe once or twice because school started so late. And that was one thing. That's just, that's the beginning of the day. Right off the bat. Crack a dog. Now, school was really a good escape for me from that lifestyle because I could see my friends, you know, the good deal. Recess, lunch, playing soccer with my friends in elementary school. Actually enjoying going to school because it felt like a comfortable environment away from the stress of home. And you know, that's, that was one thing that helped me get by. I participated in robotics club. I played club soccer, or not club soccer, but school on the school soccer team, you know, things like that helped me get by. But that was just before school. After school, it was the same process all over again. My mom had the car at this point. This was part of the plan. And she would pick me up from elementary school. She was actually a yard duty at school. So that was very easy. We would leave at the same time. She was always there. And then we would pick my sister up from middle school. And then one of my sisters up from high school. And then the other one was in band. So we had to wait an extra hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours after school to wait for her to get up. So we're just chilling in the car, going random places mainly the Otay Ranch Mall because it was by Olympian. Just waiting for her to finish. And after she finished and we pick her up, we had to go pick up my dad from work who gets off work, who, or who got off work at like six or 7 p.m. Everything is very chronological. So if we didn't stick to the plan, someone could get left back and it would mess up the whole schedule. It was really complicated. And it was, that was the everyday life, really. And after that, after everyone's picked up, we start, we head back to TJ. And sometimes there would even be a line to get back to Mexico because everyone obviously ends work and comes back from school at the same time. So that's another hour, two hours maybe, sometimes even like four hours, if, depending on how bad traffic is and 
if there's any construction going on, a lot of annoying issues like that, that you would just pray before getting to the line that there wasn't anyone there. And then you get home, sometimes there would be no water. The engineers and plumbers and TJ are not the best to say the least. And sometimes they would be messing up the plumbing systems and whole villages wouldn't have water for a week or two. So you would have to pray for there to be water sometimes so you could actually take a shower after a busy day like that. And I could add on to the list of grievances if I wanted to, but so you get home, sometimes it'll be 8 p.m., 9 p.m. All you really have time to do is shower if there's water, eat and do homework for like an hour or so. And then you go to sleep, repeat the whole process again at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That was my everyday life for four years, from third grade up to the day before seventh grade. And that really shaped my life in a major, major, major way. I can't explain how much it affected my parents and my sisters, but for me, since I was the youngest, it really... It brought a sense of um, a hard will to my life because this is also what I wrote about in my college essays, my UC prompt PIQs, that if a third grade me could endure those problems that span of my life and come out of it alive and a stronger person, then almost no other future problems could phase me as much as that because that already built built me up so much that it's hard for something to top that you know if that's if you understand what I'm saying and that really expected my my personal experience and my childhood as a whole because it wasn't for me it wasn't purely innocence and wonder or it wasn't purely tribulation or terror it was a big combination of both leaning more on tribulation and terror but it was, um, it brought me a lot of reflection in my life. Usually a lot of kids my age at that time would be living the same cycle of just waking up in their suburban home, going to school, seeing their friends, and then coming back home at a reasonable time. But for me, it brought me reflection because um, I would obviously endure those 3 a.m.s and instead of school being like an area of um, complaint, as a lot of my friends would have, it was actually an area of serenity and enjoyment for me because it was a place where I could just like be normal compared to all the other kids, you know? Like it was my kind of, I could say it was my escape in a way because I would just, for seven hours during that day, I would be just like everyone else at school. And I could blend it really well, but it brought me a lot of thought because no one, none of my other friends or no one else at school knows knew what I was doing. Didn't know what, like my struggles were at that time. And they didn't know what struggle really was compared to me. And adding on to that list of grievances, 
one obviously my parents financial situation but another thing is that my parents weren't didn't get along too well so it's just like the negatives just keep stacking up and it just made me wonder like how many other kids had it easier and yeah so that really shaped me up really built my personal experience and it really brought me a strong mental fortitude in my opinion luckily since seventh grade things haven't been it's been so much easier than that but yeah hopefully you don't (laughs) criticize me because i was way past six years of my life and i could go into a lot more details but that's just the main story and i hope that's good enough for an english final I just went off the top of my head. I didn't have any really big rough draft in mind or written down. I didn't have anything written down, actually. I just went off the top of my mind. So, yeah, I hope you liked that, Mr. G. hope you learned something about me after not seeing me for a whole year in school. All you did was hear my voice every once in a while when you called me in class. But, yeah, hopefully this was something beneficial share my story and yeah thank you for listening if you made it this far